All right, welcome to week 93 of the Two Guys in the Fridays podcast. My name is Steven. That over there is Travis. What's up, Steve? And, uh, you know, something. Nothing. Stuff. 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 Uh, we are here to uh, talk about TJF. All the shows that aired 30 years ago, which uh, right now would have been reruns, so we're going to be watching other stuff. But uh, before we get into all that, a couple things. Thanks to Joe for the theme song this week. Thank you, Joe. Make sure you are following us on all social media at TGIFcast. And if you want to send us an email, you can do that, tgifcast at gmail.com. That can have uh, your own version of the theme song or anything else that you might need. And didn't we make an announcement on the social the media. socials this week? We did. Uh, we are going to be doing our next live show. All you have to do is buy a ticket to the event. The live show is free. Free. Awesome Con, Washington, D.C., this August. Do you know the dates off the top of your head? 20th through 22nd, I think. We don't know what day we're doing. Yeah. We haven't gotten the specifics yet. Yeah. So but we'll be there. Just go online, just search AwesomeCon, you'll find the website. Go ahead and get your like weekend pass now, because it's probably a better deal to do it yeah, that way. Yeah, they probably anyways. do it cheaper. I, we don't and really like, even there's know. There's some cool guests already announced. Like uh, They've got the Back to the Future thing Yeah, going that's on cool, with Michael with, J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite's going to be He's there. Gonna be At there. least three of the Power Rangers are going to be there. I think there. Some, a bunch of the Lord of the Rings people. Some Lord of the Rings cast members are going to be there. So uh, go Steve, check it out. Steve will be there. He'll he'll take a TikTok with you. Yep, Travis will be there, and he will... Uh, he'll do whatever. I don't know. I'm cool. Whatever you want. Yep. So go check that out and make sure that you get out to Awesome Con uh, this summer in August and uh, watch our live show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a couple things before we get into the episodes this week. Uh, we do like to go back and look at what was going on in the world 30 years ago. Not a whole lot of like news news that I really cared about, but uh, the Daytime Emmy Awards, it was the 18th annual they aired this week. Yeah. I mean, it was mostly all soap operas which aren't really my thing but the cartoons were cool they, a lot of tiny tunes winning a lot of stuff they won outstanding animated program outstanding music direction and composition and outstanding original song so these aired uh thursday june 27th 1991 and this is the first time that they ever aired it in the evening it was always like <laughs> in the day and i don't think it airs in the evening anymore now so it's i think probably it does the- I think it the does. daytime emmys i don't I even know they if do. they put it on tv anymore they do, right? i don't even think it comes on television no? anymore uh, yeah, but uh, also, Bob Barker from The Price is Right was the host, so that was probably the highlight of the whole thing. I mean, he was he he was daytime television forever. Uh, As the World Turns was the outstanding drama series that year. Other things you might care about other than that in Tiny Toons? Um, nothing, really, right? No. They did air it last year. It was the first time they had aired it since 2011. At night or during the day, or does it even say? Doesn't say. It was on ESPN, The Ocho. The Ocho. Um, what about movies and music? What was going on? Yeah, so no changes. Um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, still number one movie. Um, and Rush, Rush by Paul Abdul, still the number one song. Uh, we do have a birthday. Bill Beretta, who, as we know from our interview, um, my, my my brain just went blank. He's from Dinosaurs. He's he's the guy who was in the costume for... With Stuart Pankin. Thank you, Stuart yeah. Pankin. Uh, he was the body of of Earl. He uh. he was in the costume. So Bill Beretta, happy birthday, Saturday the 19th. I think we do need to mention, after we recorded last week's episode, it was announced that um, that Frank Bonner, who played Father Hargis, yeah. on Just the Ten of Us, passed away. So it's not a birthday. It's definitely a, a, a bit more of a sullen event. But uh, yeah. It's too bad. It is. We and we actually we tried to get him on the reunion, and I reached out and I spoke with his wife, and his wife just said, you know, he he's not in the best shape. Right he then. can't come to the computer. Yeah. He wouldn't be able to to really do much. So, um, you know, it's a shame. But I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that we were able to experience him on just the ten of us. Uh, do we talk about music? 
Yeah, music well, was was Paul Abdul. Rush, rush. Same one. That's why we rushed by it. Yeah, rushed, rushed by it. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's it. Get into the show. That's it. Let's talk about dinosaurs. So yeah, no uh, new episodes of TGIF shows this week. So we are still going back, watching as much dinosaurs as we can cram in this summer. All the dinosaurs. And, uh, the one we started with this week is called Endangered Species. Uh, after the theme song, it comes back with uh, Baby and Fran. Fran's like cleaning in the kitchen and Baby's like pretending mm-hmm. to clean in the kitchen like on uh, his high chair. And then Earl comes in and we see that he has a present for Baby. For baby He's right. just trying to get Baby to like him. Just like giving him stuff. He's just being a dad. He's got his kid a gift. Uh, he does say that Fran wrapped it and that he was the one that spent all of his hard time working and bought him this uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Caveman. But of course he like bumbles over the name like any adult is going to do when giving a child a gift from the show that they like. And also, of course, uh, Baby likes the bow of the present more than the present. And uh, of course, that's what Fran did was the wrapping paper. So now Baby <laughs> likes uh, the mama even more. I really appreciate that they actually mocked up a figure, like a, yeah. a mutant caveman Figure. Did we not have that in like a commercial on TV in one of the episodes? I don't know why I thought something. I don't like know. That. No, I, or just other caveman toys. Maybe it was. I possible. mean, we had the squirting one last week, right? Right, right, right. Um, so then we go to the living room. Charlene's in there. She's watching TV. Um, there's a commercial for a grocery store, right? The food chain. The food chain. And uh, they are like talking about all the different food they have, like stuff they would eat. And they talk about graptolites. Mm-hmm. Graptolites. Um have we seen Graptolites? Or they're similar to the creatures that we see, but they're a little different. They're definitely a lot different, but also similar in being small. Like fuzzy. same size, yeah. Yeah, um, I, yeah we have not. Did okay. you, real quick though, did you notice Earl's chair, his like no, recliner? No, no. So his chair is just two armrests and he sits on the ground. Which I thought was funny. Oh. He like just he like waddled in between the two armrests and just sat. I down. wonder what the joke is there. Like he's gonna break a chair because he's so big, or I guess or just I, I I bet you what it was was more of a logistical thing where it's just easier for oh, the to move the puppet. And the stuff. puppet, yeah, yeah. You could be right. Um, so we also find out from Charlene that Earl and Fran's twentieth wedding anniversary is coming up. Correct, and that Earl should probably go get her a gift. And not just a gift. Not just a gift. It happens to be that the 20th anniversary, the gift that dinosaurs buy each other is a Graptolite. Right. They have the gra- like Graptolite for dinner on the 20th anniversary. So that's what they're going to get. Um, Earl tries to uh, play it off, and he ends up going out and telling uh, and going and getting this gift. They skip ahead a little bit where he's now coming back into the kitchen uh, with the Graptolites. There's a box of them. A box you of can them, yeah. see the like name of the grocery store on the uh, box, and he says... Robbie, just hide these things for a little bit. I got to go talk to your mom and then I'll come back and get them or something. Right. I want to make a note here because in like researching the episode, mm-hmm. there's, there never was a such thing as graplodites. I don't know if that's obvious or not, but there was something similar called graptolites. Okay. And the reason I bring it up is because they're pretty cool. They, they would live together in colonies, but share the same skeleton. So what? each living creature would create its own like living pod, but attach it to the same skeletal oh. structure. Yeah, I was wondering if this like name was like a play on words or something, or like how why they called them graptolites. I think it's just I I don't know. I think it's maybe a take on this species just by the name. I mean, obviously the rest of it's not relevant. But yeah. um, so after Earl gives yeah. Robbie this box, he goes out into the other room to talk to Fran. 
the uh, two Graptolites pop out of the box and start talking to uh, Robbie. And we learn very quickly these things are pretty intelligent. Right. Yeah. They're they're much more intelligent than the creatures we're used to seeing. Yep. They're talking to him. Um, Robbie's actually talking to him about uh, a school paper that he's, right, he's writing. Working on a paper. About like why dinosaurs eat smaller animals. Is that kind of No, like, I think it's why dinosaurs rule the earth. Why do dinosaurs rule the earth? Right. And like his whole defense is they're big. That's it. They're big. And uh, these Graptolites try to tell him, like, well, you need to think a little more about this and talk about, like, the the food chain, kind of. Right, right exactly. Yeah. yeah. How, I, I don't, I mean, if that's the name, if that's what the paper's supposed to be about, though, he's going completely off of what it should be. Well, right. But they also try to talk to them, uh, tries to talk to him about scarcity. And yeah. that's kind of the the big crux of their point is that, yeah, you're big, but if you eat all the food, because that's be what Robbie says, left. he's like, we're big. We we can eat everything. And he's like, well, if, if you if you eat everything, there's nothing left. And he's like, there's always going to be more. And, he, and they're like, well, not necessarily. And he's like, and this line comes. Is this back where up. they pull out like the grapes and stuff? Is that now? Yeah, but he also there's a good line here where the, where he says, well, there, there'll always be more. And they say, well, not necessarily. And he says, well, that's what more means. There'll <laughs> always be more. So they're also talking about how they might be the two last graptolites, right? right? And if uh, Earl and Fran end up eating them, there will be no more graptolites ever again. No more graptolites. Um. So then we go to Earl's job. We're at the job site. Um, they're knocking down trees, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you see kind of like the whole theme that's going on with the Graptolites also going on here where they're knocking down all the trees. There won't be any trees left. And uh, it's just continuing everywhere throughout this episode. Right. But um, they're also making plans to go to do something that night. And they decide to go bowling. But then they're jo- joking about Roy because Roy is a T-Rex <laughs> and he's got short sure. arms and he can't really roll a ball down. And they, they talk about this a couple th- a lot. About how Roy is always picked last, blah, blah, blah. Um, so funny. Yep. They also talk about the Graptolites here, right? Well, right. So Earl brings up that it's the anniversary and how he has just gotten these Graptolites. Um, and everyone keeps talking about how hard they are to get now, how expensive they are. Um, and that They're wondering like where they all went. Like, why, why, yeah, why there used to be so many left? of them. Used to be able to get them for so cheap. And now that they're so hard to find. Um, and then Mr. Richfield like yells for uh, Earl. Like right. we assume that he probably heard something that they we, were talking we about. We see him like sticking his head out of the window. He's kind of like listening to what they're talking about. So he calls him in. Earl goes into the office, um, and then they start talking about his anniversary and how nice it is that he's having his anniversary. And then he's got graptolites and everything. And uh, Mr. Sinclair or Mr. Richfield pretty much just tells Earl, "I, I want your graptolites." Yeah, I want him. Give him the meat. How much money? Earl's scared that he's just going to kill him, bite his head off or something right here. But uh, they do come to an agreement. First for $50, and he throws in another 23 So for $73, Earl gives in, sells Mr. Richfield his two grab. And I think Earl said he paid like... eight ninety nine each, I think. Yeah. Something the, like that. Yeah, eight, something or like eight, that. eight or nine bucks. Right around there. So Earl's cool with it. Uh, Fran doesn't even well, know about it. I don't know if he's cool with it. I think he's, he's happy about the money. I think that he's torn because he first tells him that he doesn't want to sell them because he bought them to make Fran happy. But, but I, I don't think he realized how much money he was going to get for him. True. Like, I mean, Fran has no idea, true, true. even though she should expect it because it's their 20th anniversary. But uh, yeah. We Do you back. follow that? Do you get your wife like... We the, did for like two or three years and then we gave up. Yeah. Like it was like paper, wood. All right, this is stupid. That is, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Um, so we go back to the house. Robbie's in his bedroom. He's got the grab the lights in there. And he comes in and tells them that he got an F on his paper. Um, they're confused because they think that he wrote, wrote about what he should have written about. And uh, he actually tells them that one of his uh, friends, another classmate, actually wrote because they're big on his paper. 
And uh, he got an A, of course. Right. But his teacher doesn't believe this whole thing about scarcity and, and more more. Well, like, right. His teacher says the same thing that Robbie said, where when he told his teacher that there might not always be grapes or whatever, his teacher said, but that's what more means. Yeah. And the Graphalites, they their job is they just want everyone to understand that resources are running low. Right. You can't just eat and get rid of everything. And expect or there, it to be there. Or there won't be any left. Right. So Earl comes in. He's looking for his grab. Well, Robbie also at this point has told them to escape and and that they need to run away. Yep. So like as Earl's coming in, he's like, "Just get out of here." And um, Earl comes in. Well, they won't and they won't go. They say they're not going to go because they want to stay to help Robbie understand this and help him write his paper so other people understand this. Yep. And uh, when Earl comes in, he tells Robbie uh, that he actually sold them to Mister Richfield, mm-hmm. so they're not even his anymore. He has to give them to him. He doesn't really have anything he can do about that. And of course, uh, Robbie's upset about this, um, but he doesn't give them away. Doesn't tell them where they are. Well, yeah, he says that they ran away, but they, they actually didn't. He's hiding them under under a sheet. Earl goes out of the room, and uh, Charlene comes in. You're that, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Earl's like, "I'm leaving to go find these grapplodites that ran away," and then Charlene comes in with Baby and sees that the grapplodites, the, the the blanket has kind of moved, so she now sees the grapplodites that. Robbie was hiding. All right, we're both saying it different. What's right? Is it grapplodites or grapdolites? I'm sorry. Grapdolites. Yeah, grapdolites. It's grapdolites. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm mispronouncing a word that's made up. <laughs> so Charlene's <laughs> like, Dad said he would give me a dollar if uh, if I could find them, and I know where they are. Here they are, and Baby's right. in there as well. And Robbie actually says, "Well, I'll give you two dollars if you don't tell him." So he's going to end up paying her for these grapdolites to not tell her dad where they're because he wants to try to save them. Well, and, then, and then Charlene says, well, if I tell dad that you offered two, he's going to offer three. And I think she ends up making out with like... Eight bucks or something? I think it's ten. ten. Is or, it that much? Yeah. I'm sure I wrote it down here somewhere. But um, Robbie ends up uh, telling the Graptolites that uh, they need to reproduce is right. pretty much what comes up with this. Um, and he does... They determine one's a boy and one's a girl, I think here. That's correct. And... Um, they encourage Robbie that he does need to go talk to his dad about um, their species and why it's important to save them. Well, and the grap- grap delights also say that they haven't wanted to mate because they don't think it's a safe world to bring children into. into. Yeah. Okay. Um, is that kind of the end of that scene, I think? Yep. Yeah, then they go to the swamp. Robbie goes to the swamp to talk to Earl. Yep. And uh, they have the conversation about like uh, resources and how the Graptolites are coming to an end. And Earl seems to understand like what yeah. Robbie's telling him. It he's seems like, like Earl comes around. He's all right with it. He wants to do his part and see what he can do to save the Graptolites. Right. Exactly. So then we go to Earl on the job site. Um, and I think he's got the box of Graptolites here with him, right? Like he does. He does. Maybe give them back to Mr. Rich. I don't know why he brought them, given his intentions. I was, yeah. I think maybe he was still on the fence. So Earl knows that he's got a big decision to make. Um, it's either give them back to Mr. Richfield, make Mr. Richfield happy, or try to save the species from being extinct. Right. So Mr. Richfield calls for Earl. Um, he goes inside of his trailer in his office with the box of Graptolites and... Uh, Earl tries to give Mr. Richfield his money back, like the 73 bucks. Or right. Whatever. He says he's not going to sell him the grap delights. But um, Mr. Richfield, of course, doesn't want this as an excuse. He wants his grap delights. He wants to eat them. And Earl tries to explain to Mr. Richfield how they're the last two grap delights. And if they eat them, there will never be grap delights again. Right. So Mr. Richfield says that he wants to also help the Grap Delights. He says that uh, you got to trust big corporations because big they've got the best interest for you. 
I can. I have a big corporation. I can help you out. They have the resources. And uh, Earl gives him the box and puts his trust in Mr. Richfield. And in the corporation. And the We Say So Corporation. So uh, Mr. Richfield tells Earl that he did the right thing. And then as Earl is leaving out of the office, we hear the crunching Mr. Richfield has eaten. This was so upsetting to me. Like I am, I felt emotionally devastated when I, I knew what was, I mean, obviously we knew what was going to happen, Yeah. but it really, it, it hit me, man. I was like, Oh my God. So the graduates are now extinct. Done. The last two were, eaten. have now been eaten by Ugh, Mr. Richfield. It was crushed. So we go back to the house. You see Robbie uh, writing his paper. I can't remember if they kind of were showing like what he was writing it about this time. Is, did he just go uh, like the dinosaurs are big route to get an A? I don't, or? I don't know. Either way, um, he hears something. He looks over under the blanket where he had to grab the lights earlier. There are two eggs that have hatched, and we now have two baby grab the lights over there. So egg hatching mammals, which is rare. We yeah. assume they're mammals, I guess. Yeah, I mean... They look like mammals. Unless they're reptiles. Hairy I mean, reptiles. I mean, they're probably mammals. Like a platypus, right? Yeah. I mean, they'd be marsupials, right? Because don't marsupials hatch from eggs? Is marsupials pouch or is marsupial eggs? I can't remember. And that's You're probably right. You might be right. No, I think you're I right. I don't know. Either way, we've got two. The species is not extinct. Now we just have to have some incest babies and uh, we'll be good to go. I mean, that would have... Yeah. Yeah, that would have been the situation anyways. All right, so uh, we go a little later in the kitchen. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Kitchen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Later in the kitchen, um, Earl is uh, telling Fran happy anniversary, and we see they are not eating Graptolites, but instead they have these two baby Graptolites as their pets. They're taking care of them, and the whole family's excited. They're super cute, and uh, that's kind of how the episode ends. So now we have two new characters on the show. Yeah, I guess so, right? Right, but not really. So let's go to the next (laughs) (laughs) one. It was a good episode. Yeah. Um, I'm not even keeping track of numbers on these anymore. I'm just going in order. Like, do you even do we even need to mention like what it is on what the num- what the episode or... is? Most people are watching this on Disney, right? Most people are watching this on Disney, but I mean, this is season two, episode six that we're about to talk about. If we were wa- not watching it on Disney, right? If it was like Disney, the then right it's like season the one, right episode nine, or something like something that. Something like that. Go by the name of the episode. The name of the episode is Employee of the Month. Employee of the Month. After the theme, uh, we're in Robbie's class. Uh, looks like a biology class or something. They're going to be dissecting animals. Um, everyone's got like something under a blanket in front of them. Yep. Um, the teacher's going around kind of giving them like instructions. And then Robbie uncovers his uh, specimen. And we find out that it is a caveman. Cavewoman. Is it a cavewoman? It's cavewoman. Because I know there was... They don't ad- know. They don't understand the genders of cave people. Okay. But this is... it was. It's definitely a cavewoman. Uh, yes. So, did you have any questions right away from this? Did I have any questions right away? Yeah, because I did. Uh, about what we talked about last week on the show. About the size of these dinosaurs. Oh, you know, I didn't even think about that. But I understand where you're I going. I don't think they care at all about size of dinosaurs on this series. Like, I think everything is out yeah. of whack. Which is I what mean, I, I brought that up really early on when the one dinosaur, like... Poked his head in. We've got that. We've got dinosaurs in relation to trees. We've yeah. got dinosaurs in relation to houses. And now we have dinosaurs in relation to humans. People, and right. it's all just messed up. So whatever. Who cares? Doesn't matter. We'll never talk about it again. Never. Um, so yeah, he uncovers this cave woman. And uh, the teacher says he's going to start walking around and just start killing them. So he just starts walking and clubbing, <laughs> clubbing all these cavemen in the head. Uh, I guess men and women. I don't know if they're all. They're probably, we, don't know, we don't see the other ones. Probably a mix. Um, Robbie at first tries to get his cave woman to like go out the window, yeah. but she's kind of like 
stupid, I guess. Like I'm confused, overwhelmed. Um, then he tries to uh, hide her in the cabinet well, he underneath. Hide her. He does, but she's like also trying to escape, like while the teacher's going around trying to kill them all. It's true. Yes. So successfully, he uh, does get the uh, cave woman hidden enough from the teacher. So when the teacher comes around. Robbie does not have a cave woman. He blames it on her escaping, escaping from the through window. the window. Right. I think he says that he's got to stay after school or come on the weekend or something well, he, like that. He presumes that he's going to be in trouble for letting his cave woman, cave person escape. And I think he does kind of get in trouble. Yeah, whatever. They don't show it. But uh, yeah. So that's what happens at the uh, school in the beginning of this episode. We then go to uh, Earl's job site. Um, Earl and Roy have discovered there's a new addition to the front of uh, Mr. Richfield's office. He has, or someone has created a suggestion box. And I re- they don't know what it is. They right. don't understand how a suggestion box works. I really appreciate that their initial presumption is that the box gives is supposed to give them suggestions <laughs> and not that they're supposed to put suggestions in the box. I mean, I don't know. We can like look on Wikipedia, but this might be the first ever suggestion box. Like in the history of suggestion boxes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, possibly. It would make sense. Um, so Mr. Richfield is kind of looking out the window. Like he's trying to see who's writing these suggestions and then he wants to call them out if they're like, Things that, I don't know, right. are, that are bad against the company or something, I guess. Right. And we find out that the We Say So Corporation wants to is using this as a way to get suggestions from the employees. It wasn't Richfield's idea. It was corporate's idea. And then does he explain to them what to do with it at this point? I think too? so, yeah. Like, I don't think they're in the... Or does he call... No, that's later when he that's calls. That's later. He probably like out the window. He I think he's yelling at them like, out the window. You guys need to write down on a piece of paper and then right. put the piece of paper in the suggestion box. And then that way we'll know what you guys... Are suggesting exactly so uh we go back to the house the sinclairs uh it's dinner time earl is uh talking about the suggestion box with fran it's a trap uh he thinks fran thinks it's a great idea yeah. earl thinks it's a trap it's a trap um he think or she thinks that he needs to put some suggestions in maybe it'll show his like um determination at work and maybe get him a raise or some other promotion or something if he uh, gives a good suggestion and uh, Mr. Richfield and, and the company like it. Earl says that if he is able to think of a suggestion to write down, then it'll show that he's thinking instead of working. And then when they when he puts the suggestion in the box, they'll know that he was not working, but instead thinking of something else besides work. <laughs> But, you know, I don't disagree with him. So Fran and Earl are having this conversation that lasts throughout the scene. But while this is going on, you also see a human arm kind of popping up throughout. And we assume yeah. it's Robbie's cavewoman from earlier in the episode. Trying to, like, grab food and stuff. Baby is, like, trying to, like, hit it with a hammer and stab, stab it with it. a fork. And eventually, um, I don't remember. Oh, that's what happens. Like, the hand pops up near Earl and Baby throws something over near Earl to get Earl to look the other direction, which is when he sees the mm-hmm. arm and they discover that there is a cave woman in their house. Right. So I think everyone kind of freaks out at first, right? Well, the, the adults do. The adults freak out. The kids want to keep it as a pet. I mean, this is your typical, like, we want a pet. And they're like, you can't take care of a pet. And I'm like, what happened to those two um, Graptolites from the last episode? Because they <laughs> seem like they would have been perfectly good pets. Yeah. Um, they they throw a couple names around. I forget what... I know what sticks, but I forget what the first one was. Did you write it down? I think Fluffy was one. Oh, something, it was something different. It there was, was there was a first... There was two. Yeah. A, 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 one of them was Fluffy. I don't remember. No, what. it wasn't Fluffy, I don't think. The, yeah, there was. There oh, was, it's going to kill me now. Um, I didn't write anyways, it they go with Sparky, they go the with name Sparky. of the uh, of the cave woman, and uh, Fran and Earl are still kind of talking about this whole suggestion box during this whole time. Right. right, right. So back to the job site, um, the guys are all joking because all their wives pretty much said, told them the same things, like you got to go make a suggestion; it'll yeah. help you get up in the company. And uh, 
Earl actually goes over and starts uh, filling out a card for the suggestion box while Mr. Ridgefield is watching from out his window. Exactly. And uh, I guess uh, while he's doing it, Mr. Ridgefield calls both Earl and Roy in his office to have a talk with him. Well, he wants them to just tell him directly what the suggestion is. Yep. So as he asks Roy first, Roy just faints on the ground. <laughs> then it's a T-Rex. Then it's Earl's turn. He hands over his suggestion, which... Um, Says, I think Friday should be dress up day. Dress up days, which yeah. is what you said. I'm just, I'm just emphasizing instead of dress, dressing down, dressing right. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mr. Ridgefield, though, he wants a better suggestion. This isn't good enough <laughs> for him. And uh, Earl suggests, well, why don't we have an employee of the month, and we can Re- have like a dinner where uh, you get to eat at the boss's house. Right. Real quick, I just want to say, like the emo, like the the emotion. I don't know if that's the right word, but the look that Richfield gives Earl when he reads his suggestion is phenomenal, and it's just a puppet, <laughs> and it's a puppet that isn't even that articulate. And the whole like thing that's conveyed with his look, I think. So, is, which is look great. is it when he first says the uh, the dress up part? Like, when he reads and he's like, "What? Like, like what this is thinking? the dumbest idea." Yeah. So. um Mr. Ridgefield actually likes the idea, though, that uh, Earl gave. And he the actually, employee of the month idea. Yeah. And he actually tells him that he's going to name Earl the first employee of the month, and we're going to have dinner tomorrow, but for some reason his house won't work, so we're going to have to do it at your house. <laughs> I don't understand that. Like, Richfield's so lazy. He doesn't even want to leave the trailer to pick an employee of the month, but he's willing to leave his house to go to Earl's house for dinner. I guess he's just in it for the free dinner. Yeah, I think that's what it sounds like. So um, I wonder if Richfield's married. I wonder if he's got like a family at home. I doubt it, right? You think he's just a single guy that yeah. yells at people? Eats TV dinners. So they go to a quick scene where Earl and Roy are talking outside, and uh, Earl kind of tells Roy that he thinks this is his chance. He's on the way, his way up in the company. He's now. excited. He's looking forward to the dinner with Richfield. So. Skip ahead probably the next day. We're at the house. Uh, The family is uh, watching TV. Or no, this would be the same day, I guess. Uh, Family's watching TV, and there's like a a National Geographic type show where the the feature is humans. They're like following humans. They're showing like these like scientist dinosaurs like hitting with tranquilizers and stuff. Like putting a tag on them so they can track them. And uh, Sparky's watching in like horror as well (laughs) while this is all going on because it's her her, uh, species. Right. Um, so I think he actually tells Fran here about the employee of the month thing too. He does. So Earl comes in, Earl comes home from work and, and like a good pet, Sparky like runs up and gives him kisses and all that. And then yeah, Earl tells the family that he was, he was selected to be the employee of the month and that they're going to be having dinner tomorrow night. Yep. And, uh, and I guess this is where he also tells him Mr. Ridgefield's actually coming to their house for dinner. Right, right, right. So, um, he also tells Fran, I want your mother to be here too because <laughs> Ethel. I just want uh, to show off and brag in front of her that now I'm finally getting this right, raise right. and uh, I'm much more than she thinks that I am. Well, because Ethel thinks he's nothing and that he's never going to be anything. And he just wants to rub it in. Right, exactly. So now it's the next day. Uh, they're showing like Fran getting ready for dinner. She's got like this huge like feast out, mm-hmm. which we find out is really just the poo-poo platter for Mr. Uh, Richfield. The whole table looks right. like... Because uh, the cave woman's trying to like sneak little Sparky's licks trying to steal off food, with a pig yeah. or whatever it is, and uh, Mr. Richfield arrives. Well, we think it's Mr. Richfield. We hear the doorbell ring. We hear the doorbell. Earl thinks it's Mr. Richfield. He goes over to get the door, but no, it's just Ethel. She comes in. She tells them. Uh, at first, she freaks, freaks out because she sees this cave Sparky, woman yeah. and says, "Man is not a pet," and uh, like tries to hit it with a club or something like I mean, that. I was trying to think about that. Like, what kind of animal would it, you know would 
we have that if your grandma were to walk in your house, like a tiger, tiger, yeah, that's something right, like, like if your if your grandma walked into your home and saw, saw even like a snake, maybe, or like too. an orangutan, it was like Steve, no, 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 tarantula, a tarantula. Like I mean, most grandparents, I would, I think, would probably be like, this is not a pet, that's a bug. That's true. Um, so <laughs> it's a bug. <laughs> grandma tells them that men's not a pet, and uh, Earl tells Ethel, tonight is my payback. My boss is coming over for dinner, and I'm going to show you how important that I am. So he's like, he's going to be walking in any second. Any minute. And uh, he points to the door. Here he comes. Montage. And yeah, then they do this montage that's hours. Like, I don't know how many times I didn't keep track, but it was, about. yeah. But for hours, Earl is just pointing at the door, thinking that eventually Mr. Ridgefield is going to come in. The family's doing stuff in the background. They, like, play guitar. They're playing board they games. They change their pajamas. Yeah. They're falling asleep. Right. And eventually, we find out Mr. Ridgefield has still not arrived. <sighs> He's not coming. And he tells the family they can go ahead, go to bed. I'll come wake you up when he gets here. And uh, everyone feels bad for Earl, except for Ethel, of course. Ethel thinks this is the greatest thing She ever. says. This is like the, Earl, this is the, thank you. This, this is, is the, the greatest, greatest night, night of my life. life. <laughs> um, oh, poor guy. So he's still there just pointing, and Sparky comes over, like, brings him cuddles a ball. Well, brings him a ball a to play fetch. And uh, Earl says he's going to give Sparky a promotion and set him free. Right. Which is kind of like what this whole episode is about, I guess. Like being in control of, at your job and work and Right, everything. of your own like dominion. So um, he calls for Robbie, and then Robbie Earl and Sparky head off into the woods, to the swamp, wherever they're going, with Sparky to uh, set Sparky free. Right. And uh, Earl and Robbie are talking about like masters and freedom and all of this stuff, and uh, Sparky sees another caveman in the uh, woods. And uh, we that we assume that's the male caveman. This is the female, female. caveman, right. right? And uh, Earl ends up setting Sparky free, which is the symbolism of what Earl actually needs at <laughs> right. his job. Correct. Um, so Robbie then sees uh, that they're actually at the job site. They see Mr. Ridgefield's trailer. They do. And I was a little confused. It took me a minute to realize they were at the job site. He's like, there's Ridgefield's trailer. I was like, why is Ridgefield living in a trailer? Oh. But... Yeah, then yeah. I realized it was the job site. Um, so he tells Earl, his dad, that, you know what? You should go talk to him. This is your chance. I think he, what he, what more of what he says is you need to go tell him, you know, you need to go get, let him know that you don't appreciate that he stood you up. And the light's on, so go, go talk to him. So I think Earl's a little hesitant, but he does go up to the trailer. He goes inside. Um, they show the desk. Mr. Richfield's not in there. Well, you skip the part because he starts the conversation. Does first. he start? He starts it. Yeah, you start you to that. hear what sounds like him having a conversation with Richfield about not showing up and about appreciating him more. And then they show the desk, then they and we realize in. that yeah. Earl is just pretending to be Mister Richfield, having a conversation right. with himself back and forth to, I guess, impress Robbie or yeah, just yeah, to show yeah. Robbie that he to was make in there. Robbie think that yeah, exactly. So, like Robbie's out. They show Robbie outside. Like, yeah, Dad, you're doing it, Dad, <laughs> right. and. Uh, F- pretends to like finish up this conversation with Mr. Richfield. And then uh, he goes back outside to Robbie, who is now um, looking up to his dad, of course, and uh, really just admires what he did. I really, I, and that's it. And then they walk off together and that's the end of the episode. I really wanted to see the real conversation. If there was even a real conversation you, between. There's, there's not. No, no, I know. I want to know kind of where Mr. Richfield is. I mean, I guess he's at his house. Well, that's, right? that's kind of what I'm interested in. It was just like, he's like, Oh, 
I forgot. I don't care. I'm it doesn't matter. Like, which is, I found two graptolite babies and that's yeah. why they're not at your house anymore. Cause I ate them and I'm not hungry anymore. Oh God. That could have been the real answer. I was so sad when he ate those grap- graptolites. I really was like, I didn't cry or anything, but I was like, man, that hits me. That's, Ugh. that's upsetting. Right, and also kind of reminded me of that, uh, that episode of the Mandalorian that everybody was yelling about where, where baby Yoda was eating the eggs yeah. of the endangered species. Made you feel the same way? Not the same way, because that was a little more innocent, where this was just downright corporate evil, eating the last two Graptolites that were known. <laughs> I also am upset that the Graptolites have now disappeared, and they are not part of the family. You think they'll ever come back? No. No. Mr. Richfield ate them. I, I'll tell you this. I really like the first episode. I like the endangered species episode. Yeah, I, I like the first one better. Didn't too. care for the second one so much. And I think it was probably because they were back to back. And I was like, you, you're, there's a whole episode about having a pet. And I know that wasn't the main thing. And then of the another episode. episode of having a pet. Yeah. Well, at the end of the first episode, they have literally two pets yeah. that they could have just yeah, carried yeah. on. And instead of like using that. It's not the first time Dinosaurs has done this too. Well, and like kind of repeated something and then like changed it up a little bit, but then doing the exact same thing. I think more so than a lot of the shows we watch, this is going to be one where we can't rely on consistency. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. So what do we got going on next week, Travis? Yeah, so we've got... Two more? Two more. No, okay. no, 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 no. Well, I haven't, we haven't talked about yes. it. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So we do have our first uh, summer pilot episode next week. Well, but, we're definitely watching that. Yeah, so that's... We good. have it. We do. Bells of Bleecker Street. We will be watching that. Um, do you want to watch one or two dinosaurs with that? I don't want to watch any, really. Let's watch one. <laughs> All right. All right, so we're going to watch one episode of Dinosaurs. It's When Food Goes Bad, episode two, or excuse me, season two, episode seven. Okay. When Food Goes Bad. So we'll watch that, and we'll watch Bells of Bleecker Street, and we'll talk about um, it. Just for our listeners, is Bells of Bleecker Street available anywhere, or did we have to kind of go I through? D- I mean, we had to go through our our backstreet methods um i i don't know if it's on youtube or okay. any of the any of the two might be hard to find but definitely at least yeah. watch that episode of dinosaurs and maybe i don't know maybe a google search you can find the uh i'm pilot. thinking not now is this a show that was just a pilot and no other just episodes ever yep okay just a pilot um must be real good i don't know man it's you know you got high hopes i have interests okay it's got um steven baldwin plays a small character okay okay I, re- I tried to I tried to reach out to one of the one of the women who played the girls in there, and I think I found the right lady, but she never responded to me. She's I think she's a pretty important high professional lady now, and not an actress anymore. So we're either going to watch Bells of Bleecker Street an episode of Dinosaurs, or we'll get this lady on that's going to respond back to Travis and say, "Hey, I'm no. so excited." To talk I emailed about her that show weeks ago and have not heard back, so I'm not optimistic. Hey, um, follow us on all social media at TGIFcast. Thanks to Joe again for the theme song this yep. week. Thanks, Joe. We got two two new videos. Two new videos up on the YouTube. Just search Two Guys in the Fridays mm-hmm. on YouTube. You can find them very easily that way. And uh, we'll see you at Awesome Con. We're going to mention it a lot. August. Uh, this August. Do you see? Cool. All right, man. Anything else? No, that's it. All right. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude.